Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about recurrent miscarriages. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash recurrent miscarriage or in the early pregnancy section of the Zero to Finals Obstetrics and Gynecology book. So let's get straight into it. Miscarriage is relatively common. Recurrent miscarriage is classed as three or more consecutive miscarriages. The risk of miscarriage increases with age, with the rate of miscarriage approximately 10% in women aged 20 to 30 years, 15% in women aged 30 to 35 years, 25% in women aged 35 to 40 years, and 50% in women aged 40 to 45 years. Investigations are initiated after three or more first trimester miscarriages or one or more second trimester miscarriages. Let's go through the causes. The causes are idiopathic, particularly in older women, meaning no clear causes found, antiphospholipid syndrome, which is a key one to remember, hereditary thrombophilias, uterine abnormalities, genetic factors in the parents, for example, balanced translocations in the parental chromosomes, chronic histiocytic intervillocytis, and other chronic conditions such as diabetes, untreated thyroid disease, and systemic lupus erythematosus, or SLE. Let's talk in more detail about antiphospholipid syndrome. Antiphospholipid syndrome is a disorder associated with antiphospholipid antibodies where the blood becomes prone to clotting. The patient is in a hypercoagulable state, meaning prone to clotting. The main associations are with thrombosis and complications in pregnancy, particularly recurrent miscarriage. Antiphospholipid syndrome can occur on its own or secondary to an autoimmune condition such as systemic lupus erythematosus or SLE. The risk of miscarriage in patients with antiphospholipid syndrome can be reduced by using both low-dose aspirin and low-molecular weight heparin. A tom tip for you, if you remember one cause of recurrent miscarriages for your exams, remember antiphospholipid syndrome. Consider this in patients presenting in exams with recurrent miscarriages or recurrent DVTs. If antiphospholipid syndrome is suspected, the test is to look for antiphospholipid antibodies on a blood sample. Treatment in pregnancy is with aspirin and low molecular weight heparin. Outside of pregnancy, antiphospholipid syndrome is treated with warfarin. However, this is unsuitable for women who want to get pregnant because warfarin is highly teratogenic, meaning it's very harmful for the pregnancy. Next, let's go through hereditary thrombophilias. The key inherited thrombophilias to remember are factor V Leiden, which is the most common, factor II, which is prothrombin gene mutations, and protein S deficiency. Next, let's go through uterine abnormalities. There are several uterine abnormalities that can cause recurrent miscarriages. A uterine septum, which is a partition through the uterus by a septum. A unicornuate uterus, which is a single horned uterus. 
a bicornuate uterus, which is a heart-shaped uterus, a didelphic uterus, which is a double uterus, cervical insufficiency, which essentially means a weak cervix, and fibroids. Next, let's talk about chronic histiocytic intervillocytis. Chronic histiocytic intervillocytis is a rare cause of recurrent miscarriages, particularly in the second trimester. It can also lead to intrauterine growth restriction, or IUGR, and intrauterine death. The condition is poorly understood. Histiocytes and macrophages build up in the placenta, causing inflammation and adverse outcomes. The condition is diagnosed by placental histology, taking a sample of the placenta, which shows infiltrates of mononuclear cells in the intervillous spaces. Next, let's talk about investigations. Patients with recurrent miscarriages should be referred to a specialist in recurrent miscarriage for further investigations. And these investigations will include antiphospholipid antibodies, testing for hereditary thrombophilias, a pelvic ultrasound scan, genetic testing of the products of conception from the third or future miscarriages, and genetic testing on the parents. Finally, let's talk about management. Management of recurrent miscarriage depends on the underlying cause. There's new evidence from the PRISM trial that suggests a benefit to using vaginal progesterone pessaries during early pregnancy for women who have recurrent miscarriages and present with bleeding. Using vaginal progesterone pessaries may become part of guidelines in the future, however at present the RCOG guideline on recurrent miscarriage from 2011 state that there's insufficient evidence for using progesterone supplementation. So thanks for listening to this episode on recurrent miscarriage. As always, a big thank you to Harry for editing the podcast and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll talk about termination of pregnancy.